Solomon around the crease. His shot deflected. Yes, he faked it. He, and faked. he passes it in. He faked. He faked, Quint. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to a special midweek report of The Crease Dive presented by Barstool Sports. Your one-stop shot for that stick talk for Lax Rats by Lax Rats. I'm Jordy from Barstool. Join alongside me as always. We've got Robbie O. We'll get to him in a minute. We're doing a little something here uh, on the crease dive, a little something different. Going to start breaking down, recapping all the games that happened over the weekend, start talking about our own personal rankings here. Uh, it's going to be more content for you guys, more lax talk for everybody. So I think it's uh, you know I think it's a good idea for everybody here. Can never get enough lax, especially as we are gearing up. We're getting closer and closer to Memorial Day weekend. Pretty sure we're only about six weeks away at this point. Uh, so Robbie O, buddy, I mean, we're, we're getting into crunch time here. Everybody is playing a conference schedule right now. How are we feeling after this past weekend of college across? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's week after week. Uh, this was an incredible weekend, and that's why, you know, you and I decided to hop on the mics. It's, uh, it's Monday night. You got the Sixers playing, and, uh, you know, we're fresh off a great weekend of lacrosse. A, a lot of things happened. And uh, if you guys are following our socials, it's at uh, the crease dive on Instagram and Twitter. Every Monday, we hit you with our own opinion of uh, the top 10 polls. And we're just going to go break down the top 10 for you. Our top 10, the crease top top 10, you know, the brains of what went in behind the numbers. Um, I think Jordy can attest. Him and I aren't really big rankings guys, but you got to have them. So, uh, Jordy, you want to start us off uh, with either the weekend recap or just our, our top 10? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the biggest game of the weekend kind of sandwiches our top 10 here. Uh, you know, after the game, I think we, so we have uh, these teams currently sitting at uh, one and the other, the loser of this game is now tied for 10th in our personal rankings. Uh, like Robbie, I said, I, I, I'm not a huge rankings guy. I think, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think that, you know, you know. Uh, which teams are for real, which teams aren't. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you put a number on it or what. It only matters who's going to be there in Memorial Day weekend. I'll tell you what, this number one team is going to be back there Memorial Day weekend for a fifth straight year. So we had on Sunday, Big Ten Network, Maryland, the Terps, squeaking out a one-goal win over the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I mean, this is one that we knew was going to be a, a tough game. We knew it was going to be a battle. I mean, the Big Ten is just going to be a grind all season long. I mean, there's only a few more weeks left of Big Ten play. And then you got the tournament. So the fact that, you know, these teams have to go up against one another, uh, you know, in, in this whole conference, and then they're also going to all have to battle in the Big Ten tournament. I mean, that is a tough tough way to go through April and May for these teams, but Maryland with the one-goal win. Maryland with the one-goal win, and that was a huge win. Obviously, Rutgers has been hot. They've been sneaky, uh, losing by one to Hopkins, and now losing by one to the defending national champions. You know, they went down to College Park, and, and they gave the national cha- uh, the reigning national champions a, a dogfight for four quarters, and uh, you know, this, this Rutgers team is the real deal, and we went into this... It was either Rutgers, you know, they're pretenders and they're kind of squeaking by these teams. But no, they're not squeaking by. They, they, they gave Syracuse an incredible game. Who's They beat Syracuse and now Syracuse is 4-0 in ACC play. And we've – so to go on the road Sunday night under the lights at Maryland, it, it's not an easy place to play. 
and you know only losing by one and that that was a great game and like like we talked about last episode these sunday night big 10 games have been absolutely electric just keeping the sunday scaries away for us lax rats uh yeah we we, we said we wanted to see more lacrosse streamed and you know we're kind of getting what we uh, kind of but kind of not so i think that uh i, I think yeah. a little bit of not quite breaking news but the news of this week uh and this is comcast so this is right in my backyard here those corrupt bastards in philly i'm pretty sure comcast uh just ripped big 10 network away from pretty much every state that doesn't have a big 10 school in it or something like that so i I guess there's only uh you know only so many states have the big 10 network being carried on comcast now so i mean luckily uh you know we're we're good here in pennsylvania i i guess uh you know jersey's probably good as well uh, but yeah, Comcast really uh, dicking over lacrosse fans with that one right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I we, we I said it. We we knew it was going to be a dog fight. I just I still think you know Rutgers. I mean, they're losing by one to Maryland. They're losing by one to Hopkins. Yeah, they you know they they were able to take down Syracuse, but Syracuse isn't quite what we've known from them in the past. I I just think that they're still just missing something there to get over that hump to being able to routinely beat these blue blood programs. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of just what we saw. They just didn't have exactly what it takes but, to but, win a one-goal game against Maryland. But what's the what's the missing piece, though? Because I, I don't think it's defense. Usually that, that's the first person to really blame, you know. They're, you know, they, they lost to Princeton 14-15. They let up 15 goals. But other than that, dude, they, they – They've been holding teams to around like eight and a half goals per game. Yeah, I, I think you know you you and I we both played, and I think we both kind of understand that there's a there is a mental aspect to that. Uh, you know, to getting over a hump like that. I mean, listen, it yeah. like it's not going to take anything specific to get over that hump. It's just going to take actually beating a team like Maryland or actually beating a team like you know. It, it's going to take yeah. getting that win. And then going into the next matchup against a team like that, being like, okay, like we're going to win this one. I think, you know, Rutgers goes into that game against Maryland and they can tell you all they want. Oh, yeah, we're confident in our team. Everybody in this locker room believes we can do it. There's still that hint of doubt in the back of your mind there. And until you find a way to get that to go away, uh, I, I just don't know, you know, how you get, you know, you're, you're just going to lose these one goal games instead of coming out on top. But hey, I mean, they're still a top 10 team for us. Uh, Tied with them in our own personal top 10, uh, Bucknell Bison. They are staying in our top 10 after they take down Lafayette 15 to 6. Listen, don't have too much to talk about this game. We're going to keep this one quick, uh, you know, but if Bucknell's going to keep, you know, kind of churning their way through and getting themselves into the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to take care of teams like Lafayette, and they did just that. Yeah, I mean, you can't be you can't be falling to those trap games, and you know they didn't even keep this one close. They they won by eleven goals. So you know, you know, Bucknell's continued continuing to roll, and uh, you know, at the eight uh, at our sixth spot inside lacrosse eight spot, you know, you got the Loyola Greyhounds, and we're just gonna you know kill two birds with one stone. You know, we, we talk about the Patriot League. Uh, when was the last time that we saw the Patriot League have two teams? 
in uh, the NCAA playoffs. So, you know, come around this time of year, the committee's looking at this stuff. So, I mean, if Bucknell, you know, maybe beat Lafayette by like a two goal game or two goals or something like that, changes stories. You know, you're looking at goals against, holding them to four or five goals. You know, that's going to go a long way, especially with this committee. Um, Moving on. Dude, it's, it's, uh, oh, yeah. it's all about TCOB. It is all about <laughs> taking care of business. Um, listen, uh, yeah, I, you, you already mentioned it. So right now, I, I, you, my ears perked up as soon as you mentioned Loyola. We are going <laughs> to skip ahead a little bit in her rankings. We'll go back in here. We're going a little out of order here. But listen, man, we got to talk about Loyola putting the Beat down, beating the absolute brakes off the Boston Terriers 23 to 9. 23 to 9. And listen, I'm saying that this should have been 24 to 9 because there was a buzzer beater goalie goal in this game to end the first half. That shit should have counted for two. It should count for two. NCAA, figure that out. If a goalie scores, it's got to count for two, especially from his own crease. Um, Listen, there, this is gonna this is gonna kind of jumpstart kind of a trend that we had going for you know a lot of the a lot of the country uh, last weekend where defenses were just getting their balls picked apart. I mean, dude, yeah. twenty three. Like, how do you let up twenty three? And twenty three wasn't even the biggest number we saw put up this weekend. No, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get to that one in a little bit. Um, just bouncing back up to our uh, our number eight team is uh, the Syracuse Orange inside across got them at the nine spot. You know they're they've lost outside of conference to uh, Rutgers. They've lost to Hopkins. They lost to Albany, and you know they, they didn't just lose against those teams. They put on they, they did they they put on some pretty pretty uh, pretty poor performances there. But I mean they're four and zero in ACC play, and cardiac cues has never been more back. Yeah, and listen, like we shit on North Carolina all the time. Uh, it's kind yeah. of uh, it, we we didn't go into the season wanting to do that. We didn't want to shit on North Carolina all the time. But listen, North Carolina. Six losses. I mean, we we say this every week. They can't keep losing again. They can't keep losing they again. Keep so they lose it. six in a row. Obviously, they're going into this game against Syracuse, and they are they will literally die for a win, especially in conference right now. They are so desperate for a win. They're going to give every single team their best. Play. It doesn't matter who they're playing against right now. They are going to do literally every single thing that they can to try to finally get back in the win column. So if you're Syracuse, I'm, I mean, listen, like a, a, a overtime win over a six and six, now six and seven North Carolina team on paper doesn't exactly look great. It doesn't look like you're a team who's, you know, destined for great things in May. But when you take into consideration how desperate North Carolina is for a win and that Syracuse was still able to handle that, uh, I mean, that that's big for me. Yeah. I mean, you said it in one of your blogs um, when John Cena was going for the spot of Steve from Steve's Blues Clues and uh, the old Steve wanted to fight him. There is nothing scarier than a man or a team with nothing to lose. And right now, uh, Brescia and this uh, UNC Tar Heel locker room has absolutely nothing to lose. They play uh, Notre Dame. They're hosting Notre Dame at uh, 12 p.m. on Saturday. That game will be on ESPNU. Uh, nice little ACC matchup. But uh, yeah, I mean, if they lose this game, their their season's officially done. We we probably won't see them in the ACC tournament. Oh no! I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're 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 done talking about North Carolina as soon as we 
uh, wrap up recording this episode. Uh, real quick, I do think that, uh, you know, listen, we're not big numbers guys here at the Crease Dive. So I do think that uh, in the midst of me skipping all the way up to six with Loyola and then you <laughs> skipping back to eight, I do think that we kind of glazed right over. Uh, so we've got Hopkins coming in at number nine on our poll. Uh, and that means that they dropped back from our poll from last week where they were at five. Uh, they go down. And they lose to Penn State 14 to 12. And that's one that, you know, I, I, I was definitely big. I think we were both we're on both Hopkins. Huge on Hopkins, yeah. Both huge on Hopkins. I mean, this is the first year in a while that they've been able to string together uh, just a really good, solid win streak. I think that their win streak uh, was at seven games in a row. And we haven't seen them win seven games in a row since like. 2012 or something like that it's it's been a lot of inconsistency for hopkins in you know their last recent years uh so i mean listen it's it's tough man it's tough to keep a winning streak like that going especially when you're in a playing in a conference like the big 10 uh it, it just this loss against penn state though it's just i mean they're they're they've got some injury issues uh yeah, it's just not the loss that I thought was going to be. I, it wasn't the game that I thought was going to end that win streak. And and I'm and I mean, you said it earlier. I mean, this is why, and, and I'm right there with you. This is why I'm not really the biggest fan of rankings. You know, I you kind of weed out the pretenders in the rankings, and they could still kind of stay there. But it's the teams that you're going to actually see make a serious run in the tournament, who you're going to see Memorial Day weekend. And yes, Hopkins slipped up against Penn State, but there was someone who commented on our uh, on our Instagram when we put these up, and they said, how is Penn State not in the top 10? They're an 8-4 and four team. They beat Hopkins. That, that's great. But, but they do not belong in my top 10, at least, uh, as one of the Top ten best teams in the country. So, um, yeah. Do you have anything to say on that? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, uh, listen. When you do rankings, you're not gonna, you know, you're gonna please maybe, you know, ten percent of the nation and ninety percent of the people are going to be uh, nitpicking you about why you didn't have, uh, you know, Stony Brook coming in at twenty third and a half <laughs> in in the nation. So, uh, you know, but listen, th- it's just you know the way that it is. And, you know, like you said, when we do rankings, we're looking at who's going to be there in Memorial Day weekend, Um, you know, and and after suffering a loss to Penn State, I I think that, you know, listen, you you look at, you know, the top four teams are guys who are teams that you think are going to be there at Gillette Stadium. Uh, And then five through eight are the second round of teams that you could see there. Right now, Hopkins, for for me, they're kind of in that third tier of teams that we'll see at Gillette. Um, you know, obviously they, they have plenty of firepower offensively, uh, but giving up 14 to Penn state and a, you know, Penn state team who's without grand event, uh, it's just not exactly going to cut it. But again, it's a conference game. Uh, and obviously Penn state's going to give Hopkins their best. So they were able to squeak out of there with a win. So just to recap, uh, our personal rankings, 10 through six. So coming in at 10th, we've got a tie between Rutgers and Bucknell. At nine, we've got the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. Coming in at eight, we've got Syracuse. And seven, oh, this is a team that we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> We're not math guys. We're not Listen, math man, guys. we are not numbers guys at all. All we know how to do is go low to sky. And I can tell you how many balls I've lost in my career <laughs> sending them over the fence, <laughs> but I definitely can't count down from 10 to 1. Uh, but at seven, we've got the Cornell Big Red 
Listen, man, it, it's it's time for everybody to take this team seriously because what they are doing this season, uh, the way that they've able to you know turn that corner from last year to right now, they're now nine and three after a big twelve to ten win over Lehigh last week. Uh, you know, Lehigh is one of those teams that you know I, I've personally been very big on this year. Um, you know, I think that they're a tough team to play against. So, you know, any team that's able to get a win against them, that's going to be a quality win. But they've got in their last, so they take down Lehigh, Syracuse, Harvard, Dartmouth, Air Force, Penn, all in a row. Uh, they, you know, they had a slip up against Yale. Uh, then they beat Penn State, Binghamton, tight one against Albany. I mean, they're nine and three this year, uh, and you know they're they're playing they're playing hot. And obviously, when you've got Jeff Teat putting up 33 goals, 44 assists on the season so far. Dude, 12 games, 77 points. What a savage. No, absolutely silly. I mean, I'm watching some of the some of these highlights and they're they're ridiculous. I mean, he is putting on an absolute clinic this year. Only a sophomore and then dude, look at his supporting cast. The other two uh, leading scorers behind him. All Canucks. So we're seeing a little bit of a trend here. So, uh, you know, these um, Coach Pete Milliman's got his uh, got his boys up north performing at all levels. But like you said, this is a team that, you know, you can't be sleeping on anymore. Um, we've had questions about them. It's, they, they've been handling their business week after week. Uh, fantastic win over Syracuse. Um, big win over Lehigh and you know now they're playing uh, an Ivy League rival they're, they're playing uh they're, they're playing Brown so that's going to be an interesting game and uh going off of Brown do you just want to recap real quick going into our last bottom five uh one through five number Yale sitting at number five in our rankings uh who just put on an absolute molly whopping versus Brown 27 to 15 Jordy 27 goals imagine just being the goalie turning around and just having to rake the ball I mean I'm sure they pulled the goalie but you get what I'm saying 42 goals scored in that game 42 goals what in the fuck was going on with the defense this past weekend nobody decided (laughs) to shut you was I think people might have been listening to our episode, you know, the other week when we were talking about the drill where, you know, the defense is going out there with nubs. Were, were there no long poles playing Kyle's across this past weekend? I mean, 27 to 15. Um, listen, I, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, I know we're not numbers. Is that that's got to be that's got to be all, like an all time thing, right? It's it's that got it's got to be up there for sure. And you to try to do that. And listen, man, I, I mean, I I said this in my weekend preview blog last week uh, that this was going to have to be a game uh, for you know Ben Reeves to kind of come out and you know start kind of chipping away at that. You know, he he's looking up a- ahead of him right now in the uh, you know in in the stat sheets in the Ivy league and he's got ahead of him right now, you know, he's got Jeff T with 77 points. That's second in the nation or actually tied for first with a uh, recurring guest, Justin Gutterding. And then right there at third in the nation, Michael Sowers from Princeton was 72. Uh, so, you know, I said, this is going to have to be a huge offensive game for the Yale Bulldogs. And they come out, they put 27 up against Brown. And I mean, I, I know that Brown, uh, you know, they're, they're not exactly the greatest competition this season. They're now five and five. Uh, but listen, man, you put you put twenty seven goals up against anybody in Division One lacrosse, and that 
you know, that, that just shows me that your offense can, uh, you know, they can snap off in, you know, whether it's, you know, April 14th or if it's May 25th. Yeah, I mean, we said the same thing like you just said. I'm just going to just repeat that real quick. You know, uh, Ben Reeves was kind of dwindling out of the Tawaraton conversation, had a big breakout game again. You'll love to see that. Um, but, yeah, you know, Yale was kind of winning the games that they had to win. And then just for them to just blow out Brown just really kind of showed how powerful they are and that they are. The Bulldogs are here to stay. Um, staying on the dog train, moving on to the Dane train, number four, Albany, who, you know, we know that they had a bye week, but uh, they, they got a big one up ahead of them this weekend. Yeah, I mean, listen, so obviously Albany, they, they didn't play this past week, so there wasn't going to mm-hmm. be any movement from them in our rankings. Um, you know, I it ruffled a few feathers uh, when we dropped them down from one to four after losing that game to UMBC. But I'm just going to reiter- reiterate, uh, you know, what we said uh, last week about them dropping down in our own personal rankings. Like, listen, you know, if I, we understand you guys were down fields, we understand you were down Ray, uh, you know, and if, if you're going to lose a game to UMBC and, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, an upset by maybe one or two goals, that's, you know, that's totally fine. Uh, but UMBC just, you know, they had their way with Albany in that game. I think it was nine to two at one point or something crazy like that. Um, so listen, I, I, I still think that Albany is in that first tier of teams mm-hmm. that will, you know, will probably see at Gillette Stadium for Memorial Day weekend. Um, but, you know, I, I think that they have something more to prove now um, heading into this last kind of portion of their season. And, yeah, I mean, coming up here. So they've got they've got Binghamton coming up here. Um, and, you know, if if I'm Albany. And I'm still, you know, kind of chewing on that loss to UMBC. I am looking to take out all of my frustrations on Binghamton here. Yeah, I, I want to know what uh, Scott Marr has been uh, getting the boys ready. I mean, you have a week. So you lose against UMBC, which, which you should have never lost. And then you have a whole week to think about it, a whole week of practice to think about it. Um, I have a feeling, first of all – this could be this could go two ways. I, there's no in between for me. This game's gonna be an absolute bloodbath, and it's gonna be like in eighth grade where uh, the other team just is gonna have to start with the ball with no face off, or you, you we might see another Albany. Uh, we might see another UMBC. Uh, uh, it's 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 bloodbath. It is yeah. a million trillion trillion percent bloodbath. Um, you know, and they're gonna be going into that Yale game the week after that, and they're gonna be feeling pretty good about themselves. So listen. Albany still top tier for us, uh, but you know I, I I just think that you know you you gotta get penalized for an eleven to seven loss to UMBC while you're the number one team in the nation. Uh, so moving up the rankings. Uh, so, you know, the, the one through four for us has, have stayed the same this week from last week. Uh, so the same as last week. Number three, we've got recurring guest on the crease dive trevor baptiste and the denver pios they take care of ben nine guy. yeah nine guy the king tuna he uh you know he <laughs> he and the pios they take care of business over st john's they get a 15 to 6 win um you know i i think we all knew that denver was going to come out of that game on top uh it's just good to see you know kind of similar with uh bucknell taking down lafayette it's good to see Denver, you know, not only take down St. John's, but almost make it a double digit win. 
Yeah, I mean, when you when you, when you get a game like that, that that's one on your calendar you don't necessarily have circled, but that's one uh, where the coach is is going to be on you all week and telling you not to sleep because you know th- there are games where you kind of feel like they're a cakewalk and they become trap games. But uh, no, they they took care of their business, uh, did what they needed to do. Now they're going to be uh, flying over to Providence playing the Friars. Uh, that's on Saturday. That game will also be on television. So go see uh, Baptiste, Walker, and the rest of the Pios ball out. One thirty on CBS Sports Network. Uh, yeah, but like you said, it's really good to see not only Denver win, but win with win with ease. And then, as always, it's good to see a, a reoccurring guest uh, win after they just came on the episode. I don't know. Not, not I don't think. A guest – a guest has never lost their following game after being on the show. Yeah, that's correct. It's, yeah. Not only that, but I feel like our guests, and, and maybe that's just because we've we've been getting pretty lucky here and getting some pretty <laughs> great guests on the show for all you guys to listen to. Um, but you know, I, I I think that every guest has gone on to have just like out. a sick sick nasty game uh you know they come on the episode drops on friday and they just ball the fuck out on saturday yeah yeah, i think ian mckay hit like a five spot on the week the week after he came on so so if anyone has a big game coming up and you want some luck uh hit us up in the dms and we'll catch you on the show uh moving up to our number two team in the nation uh this is a team that's looking to find their way back up to the number one spot uh we've got the duke blue devils um, you know, and again, this common common theme here with these, uh, you know, with these top teams is taking care of business. They uh, they they go down to Virginia, or I guess I, I'm not really that good with uh, with geography either, as well as numbers. Does does Duke go down to Virginia, or did they go? Uh, up? I think I think I think they go down to Virginia. North, south, east, west. All right, it's 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 definitely one of those things. Uh, but either way, they play against Virginia at Virginia, and they take home the eighteen to thirteen win. Oh, oh, oh! They they go up to Virginia. Oh, traveling <laughs> north to the far to the up north of Virginia, and they take back. The eighteen thirteen win back south. Um, listen, man. I the, again, this is a Duke. You know, this is a senior class at Duke. We kind of talked about this with uh, Jordan Wolf the other week. This is a senior class at Duke who they've never been to championship weekend. Um, you know, and for a program like Duke, who is you know just you know they've won the national championships. They've been in that number one ranking so many times. Um, you know, with, with a coach. Um, you know, with a coach like John Donowski, I mean, you just, it, it's, it's kind of unfathomable to think that this group of seniors, uh, they haven't been the championship weekend and right now they're, you know, it looks like they're well on their way. Yeah. I mean, we say week after week. I mean, this team is just so, so consistent. There's sound on all cylinders uh, from from uh, Danny Fowler in the net to the defense to the faceoff acts, and then obviously you got Gutty just being an absolute weapon this year. He also has 77 points, like you stated earlier. Uh, I mean, Brad Smith has just been a wonderful number two spot. Shout out to Mountain Lakes. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a Duke team, like you said, coached by one of the best coaches in the country, if not the best, the legend, John Donowski himself. He's been to Memorial Day weekend plenty of times, 
And, you know, like we talked about with the episode with Justin, you know, he, he's never been there. And that's something that this locker room, this team knows, and, and they take that with them to practice. And then it shows on game day. So really happy to see Duke get it rolling. Not going to lie to you. I was a little bit scared about that game, ACC game, uh, on the road against the UVA team who is uh, uh, a little bit Jekyll Hyde to me. But, uh, yeah, that is, uh, that is going to bring us to our number one team in uh, the country. Country. It will stay the same. It is the reigning national champions, uh, Maryland Terps. And you know what, Jordy? I'm getting a little bit – yeah, they are the reigning national champions, but I think we need a new name for them because this team truly has a new identity than last year. Same same hunger, same winning mentality, but, but I, I feel like they're a different team in a good way. Yeah, and I mean, so I'm kind of like piggybacking off of, you know, so the senior class at Duke – uh, never making it to Memorial Day weekend. The only kids on this Maryland roster who haven't been to Memorial Day weekend are the freshmen. Uh, you know, they, they, they this team has yeah. been to Memorial Day weekend for four straight years. Uh, they're now their number one team in the nation again. Their only loss on the year, a one goal loss to Albany after they were leading uh, for most of that game. And then, you know, then the, then the fourth quarter happened. Connor Fields kind of took over there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, listen, man, it, we, we kind of, you know, we, we start sounding like a broken record time and again because uh, we say it every week. But it's it's just this this not resurgence of Connor Kelly. I'm not quite sure what, uh, you know, what word I'm looking for. I, I guess he just kind of reinvented himself a little bit more. I mean, 32 goals, 27 assists on the year. Uh, Connor Kelly is easily uh, he's he's one of the most you know well-rounded players, complete, complete players in the nation. Uh, and you know when you have a guy like that, you know, kind of carrying on that legacy of wearing number one at Maryland, uh, it's it's got to make you feel very confident in your team moving forward. So they take down, you know, we we mentioned it before uh, to kind of start this show. They get the that one goal win over Rutgers, and you know that that's a big time win for this bro. I mean, that's two back to back one goal wins. For Maryland, you know, they get a a one goal win at Penn State, a one goal win against Rutgers. Uh, I mean, these Big Ten games are going to be absolute battles no matter what team you are. They close it out with Ohio State and Johns Hopkins. Then they have a Big Ten tournament coming up after that. It's 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 a gong show, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you come out of the Big Ten and feel, like it. If you come out winning the Big Ten, you have to feel like you can take on goddamn anybody in the world after going yeah, through that. Yeah, I, I mean, the B- Big Ten, honestly, this year, and you could even argue that last year, they are the best conference in Division One lacrosse. Uh, dude, these these Terps have the hardest schedule in, in the country. And, I mean, think about it. You got to play the Big Ten schedule, then you're playing uh, – then you're playing out of out of conference games to, to to uh to an Albany team. So you know these kids have had their handful week after week, and you know they are delivering. Um, Tillman, uh, you know, obviously he picked up his 100th win this year. He's no stranger to Memorial Day weekend. This is a team that, like we said, they they are young, but you got a guy like Connor uh, Kelly stepping up, wearing the number one on his chest, wearing that captain on his chest with some pride. And, uh, dude, this team's looking good. Uh, the, the Terps are rolling, man. And uh, I'm excited for this game against uh, Ohio State. That's uh, this Sunday, uh, 2 p.m. game on ESPNU. So make sure to check that out. 
Yeah, I, I mean, but the the only thing though is, you know, like like we said, with this Big Ten schedule, uh, you know, with how you know ridiculous of a gong show the Big Ten is. Um, listen, man, I mean, Maryland, they're battle tested. It would not surprise me to see them kind of slip up in the rankings a little bit with the loss coming up here, just because you know, again, it, it's got it. You know, they're they're getting these one goal wins. Uh, you know, they're playing in these battles week after week. It's tough to sustain that. Um, so, I mean, they, they might drop a game, you know, at some point either in these last two or in the Big Ten tournament. They're definitely going to be a tournament team, um, you know, and, and that's just kind of one of those things that, you know, that's why I hate rankings because, you know, they're, they're going to lose a game to, you know, probably maybe like a Hopkins or maybe they lose to Penn State in the tournament or something like that, or maybe they have a rematch against Rutgers. And, you know, they're like you, you have to drop them if they lose that game, uh, but it doesn't make any difference. They're still in that top tier of programs that we like will have the best chance of making it to Memorial Day weekend. I don't care if, you know, if, if a, a set of rankings has them at number one or if a set of rankings have them at 20. You know, this is still a team that I think has a very good chance of making it to Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so that kind of, you know, I, I, I guess that kind of summar summarizes my thoughts on rankings in general. I mean, there's something that there's something that we have to do, but uh, you know, I just wouldn't put a ton of stock in them. Uh, the only thing that really matters is once you're on the field, <laughs> like no one's no one's on the field being like, "All right, bro, like I'm gonna dodge against you right now. My team's the fifth best team in the nation, and yours is only the, the eighth. So I'm gonna win right here." Like it, the only thing that matters <laughs> is you win on the fucking field. Yeah, put put the ball in the back of the net, stop their team from scoring, and then. Uh... Yeah, just come out, come out with the dub, and then uh, then then you guys can rub it in our face yeah. if we're wrong. Um, real quick, away from the rankings a little bit, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, another former guest on the Crease Dive, uh, Nate Solomon, scoring my favorite goal of the weekend, one of my favorite goals of the season so far this year. Uh, so you can check this out. It, it's on our socials on Twitter and Instagram at the Crease Dive. I also wrote a little blog about it on Barstool Sports. Uh, but Buddy broke out the pump fake jump shot, and this thing was an absolute beauty. So, you know, growing up playing lacrosse, you're, you know, if you're an attackman like myself, like you, Rabio, uh, you know, you're, you're doing these drills, dodging from X, uh, you know, and, and you get to the five and five island, maybe the seven and seven island. That might be a little, uh, you know, might be a little different between Philly and New Jersey. But you get to the island nonetheless, and you usually have three options you can go with. You've got the inside roll, you've got the question mark, or you've got a rocker step. Well, Nate Solomon, I mean, I, I don't think he's the first person to ever use this move in lacrosse in general, but he's definitely the first that I've seen in college lacrosse break it out. The pump fake jump shot, he gets his short stick D mid to do a complete, you know, 180 looking at the net, then finishes around on the 360, realizes that Solomon still has the ball. Then he, th he goes toward the middle of the field, gets a better angle, throws another fake on the goalie just for good measure, oh. and then keeps getting to the middle of the field, takes some contact, gets the hit, finishes low and away. I mean, it was such, it was such a baller take from Nate Solomon. And I, I li like, listen, man, I mean, with the way that the game's going with, you know, how accessible these highlights are on social media or YouTube and shit, there's not a doubt in my mind that we're going to be at summer tournaments this year, like seeing like these like little like eight, nine year old kids, uh, you know, just playing out some summer ball and throwing uh, pump fake jump shots.
Yeah, I mean, Nasty Nate, Nasty Nate with just the disrespect, dude. Buddy number 14 doing dude, doing the 360 spin. I mean, the kid had no idea where he, where he was. Um, dude, he, I mean, he, that, like you said, I don't think I've ever seen that clean of a pump fake before. That was just absolutely sexy. Yeah, I, I know that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been around in the box game a little bit. Um, but again, I, I have not seen that one infield. And uh, yeah, I mean, credit to, uh, yeah, Nasty Nate. Uh, definitely, definitely my favorite goal of the weekend right behind it. Uh, Loyola goalie goal. Um, pretty sure that, uh, you know, that, that kind of wraps up the, the, you know, all the, all the, all the sauciness from this uh, past week. And there wasn't really a ton going on. I mean, the games themselves were crazy, uh, but I, I don't really remember many other goals that really stood out. Yeah, uh, right. But uh, but but let but let us know if we miss something. Like like uh, like me and Jordy been saying, man, slide into those DMs. Uh, it's always open, always open to criticism. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, and uh, so with that in mind, I mean that is going to wrap up our uh, our, our weekend recap of the weekend from April. What was it, thirteenth through fifteenth? Um, yeah. So, you, you, like, listen, guys. I mean, this is something that you know we just kind of had an idea. You know, maybe you, you know it's more content for you. Uh, you know, we we love recapping the games. I think that you know as uh, you know as we get closer to Memorial Day weekend, I think people really want to know uh, you know what teams that they can really expect to have a good chance of being there, and you know what teams might be early exits from the NCAA tournament. Uh, so, I mean. The, this is, uh, you know, just kind of something a little bit more informal. Uh, you know, it should be a little fun, should be a little lighthearted. And, uh, you know, if, if you like it, let us know. Uh, and if there's anything you'd like us to change about it, like maybe uh, maybe I could get better at counting. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to do that for next week. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys have any suggestions, again, yep. DMs always wide open. For uh, sure. Just just, like- uh, yeah, just just a little Monday recap episode. A little Monday night, it's 10.50 p.m. Uh, Jordy, your 76ers are about to lose game two to the Heat. And, uh, yeah, let us know what you guys want to hear. As always, we're going to be coming at you. New episode drops every single Friday. We are always, always going to have uh, A-list guests coming on. Uh, like we said, been saying all show, slide into those DMs. Let us know what you want to hear. Send us some sick dodges. Send us some crazy locker room talk. Uh, just the boys having a blast, lax style. Everyone loves some good uh, some good lax content. Sport of the future. Jordy, any last words? You got nothing for me except for low to high <laughs> to the day we die. We out. I don't know. I don't know, cause I'm stepping on my toes, but I don't stop.